Hello everybody and welcome to Show Hoppers Lost, Season 1, Episode 16, Outlaw. I'm Kurt, joined by my former high school teacher, Mr. Sal. Hello there. Yeah, okay. You always do that line over <laughs> and over again. Today, we're doing Sawyer's episode! Sawyer! The one where you are required to know baseball terminology, and terminology, but the history of baseball, especially well, relative you. to 2004. That... I can't tell you how the dividends that that paid. <laughs> I really, I, I feel so sorry for people who don't know baseball. For this, I, I had to look. I, I had to look that up because when I had when I had watched this show, obviously it was past two thousand four, and th- this aged terribly because by the time it released, this episode actually released in two thousand five, like in yes. like January or something. Yeah, like, don't don't give it away. <laughs> okay, I mean I won't give it away, but it was already outdated. So. Yes, it was. I love it. I think that's hysterical. I like I the Cubs. So. No, it wasn't the Cubs. It was the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, but I know it was the Cubs recently. Not too long ago, right? Or am yeah. I wrong? Okay. No, you're right. You're right. It was like uh, five years ago, four years ago. <laughs> wow. That's a long time ago. <laughs> that was much more recent. But anyway, I have to guess what you rated. Nine out of ten. Wow, no explanation. Just nine yeah. out of ten. Shot it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> I, I I decided no no kerfuffle, no nothing. Just just a number. Easy peasy. There you go. <laughs> I also gave it a nine out of ten, so <laughs> Yeah, you told me several times I would hate this episode. Yeah. Well I said you'd hate it, you'd like it, you'd hate it, you'd like it. Yeah, you definitely waffled on this. And well I got the rating spot on though. You did. No kerfuffle required. Nope. Anyway. It's a fantastic episode. I loved it. And how do you feel about the flashbacks? Love them. Okay, wow. We really liked it. Yeah, cool. I, I, I love the flashbacks. I don't know that I love the flashbacks as much as I loved the first set of Sawyer. The first Sawyer flashbacks are great, but I still think these yeah. are great, too. These are fantastic. I mean, really, uh, they're, they're wonderful. They're just not so surprising as that first set. Oh, yeah. It's hard, it's hard to top that class. I mean, act. It comes with a with a stinger at the end that's extremely. I don't know if it's shocking. I, I probably should have seen it coming more than I did. I think it's shocking, but it definitely is surprising for sure. Mm-hmm. So, I, so uh, yeah, I don't know though. Maybe I do like the set of flashbacks more because I'll tell you what make what makes this episode for me is the Sawyer Christian scene. Oh, that's a beautiful scene. I was so excited for that scene. Oh I knew God. you'd love it. I love it. That's... It's, 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 there's so much in that scene. It's a very dense scene in terms of, like, yeah. you learn a lot about Christian, what Christian thinks about Jack, yep. what Sawyer feels, and, yeah, it, I like it a lot, too. Yeah. I, you know, honestly, the, the only thing that held this episode back from getting a 10 is that there was... There was no... There's no event that really happens. Right. This, this is an episode that could have gone almost anywhere in the season. Mm-hmm. It, like, it almost didn't matter what happened to Claire and Charlie. There's a little bit with Claire and Charlie, which is fine. But the, yeah, it, it, it doesn't impact the main story at all. Right. Like. And and there's, there is nothing with the hatch. Mm-hmm. So th- that is the only thing that holds this episode back from getting a 10 for me, I think, is just that it wasn't... It's just all character based. Yeah, which, which I love. I love the, you the love character, but I do. I, it, need some event. 
and quite honestly, this is probably my favorite episode of this of the series so far. Wow. Yeah. This tops confidence man another solo episode maybe barely it barely tops confidence man but i do like how so so is your favorite character right? oh, absolutely really... at this point without <laughs> yes uh, I, I i wish i could go back now to episode i wish i asked did i ask you who your favorite character was i wish i could figure out from pastel that this guy sawyer would turn out to be his favorite character he's just a great character yeah he is i mean, all the uh, both of the my two favorite episodes there's the sawyer episodes yeah so i don't think there's another sawyer episode this season sadly that's sad it's it's even sadder that the next episode is a gin episode but (laughs) the first gin episode oh boy he was kind of in uh sons but you'll 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 hate this one if if i if this episode this gin episode next week yeah next week i guess at this point if the Jin episode is all the exact same flashbacks as Sun, but from as Sun, but from Jin's perspective, I'd be very into that. Really, I would. Get me to reveal whether that's correct. No, or no, not. no, I don't. Okay. But I would be very into that if you know we we see him meeting with her father and getting the job, and we see ah, uh, because then you want to see if he's really as nefarious as you think he is. Like, right. It'll show more of his inner workings, yeah. Because right. if we see. You know why he's coming home with bloodied hands. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, if we see those things, I'd be very into that. So he comes home with bloody hands. They're not really bloody. It's just a lot of tomato all over his hands. Yeah, <laughs> he was dying corn syrup. <laughs> <laughs> like so, I, I can't explain it because I was doing my second job to help support us. So I didn't want to reveal to you. I make. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Jin episode next week. But right now we're talking about the Sawyer episode, which is straight a banger. It's a great one. Oh, it's so good. Probably, I don't know if it's my favorite. I'll think about that afterward. It yeah. might be as well. I think I think it is. I like this one in confidence. Man, I think. Yeah, I mean, really, what what puts it over the top for me is the Sawyer Christian scene. I think because of that scene, this is my favorite episode. I like that. I also I like the Jack Sawyer scene at the yes. end, which, yeah. which is because Absolutely. of the Christian scene, though. Absolutely, so. like that. The, I'm. Yeah, those two things together make this my favorite episode so far. Ah, uh, yeah. I, without, without that connection, I'd probably still put Confidence Man ahead of it. Okay. Yeah. So let's 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 get into it right here yep. and talk about. Well, actually, it starts with the it starts with the flashback. Which yeah, that's not common, right? Have really done. I'm trying to think if any of them have done that. I don't. I don't think so. Specifically, it's not only does it start with a flashback, but it's it's a dream. Oh right? yeah, you're right. It is a dream. Yeah. In a flash, oh, it's a flashback in dream form. Yeah, you're right. Yes. I thought I was thinking of Claire, but Claire's didn't start with that. Did it start with the dream? Uh, no, Claire's was a was an actual like a dream dream. I'm trying to think if it started with a dream, but anyway, no, it, but this is a flashback. With, it started with a dream where she saw Locke with two different color eyes and so forth. Yeah, hers was definitely it was a dream dream. So. Here we see that at the time we don't know who it is, and maybe you could guess because this is a Sawyer episode. But we see like a young boy, and his mom's telling him out hide under the bed. He won't know you're there. And there's a man knocking on the door. I should I say knocking? That's a very, it's a very kind way of putting it. He's knocking on the door. That is a that's a very biased viewpoint. No, no, no. He's not. He's like smashing the door. I'm surprised the door holds with the way this man is beating yes. at the door. And uh, you know, she leaves the young boy. Who we very soon come out is Sawyer. Yep. Leave Sawyer under the bed, 
whatever you do, don't move, don't do anything, don't worry. He goes out and gets shot by the man. Yeah. Which 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 is like, oh no, let's, uh, you know, she's gotten shot, and the man comes into the room, and I think the big question is, look, is this man gonna find Sawyer? Yes. But instead of that, the man shoots himself, which yeah. shows that. Th- I'm assuming people who have watched it like will remember Sawyer's letter, and this is exactly what happens in Sawyer's letter. Oh yeah. So I, uh, it's the dead giveaway, I think, that this is Sawyer. But then Sawyer wakes up as well. But yeah, I mean, great, I great have, to see it. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't have any doubt that this was Sawyer. I, I kind of assumed from the beginning that this was Sawyer, but I, I did not. I was not ready for such a heart wrenching, gut wrenching. Uh, scene. I, I mean, I, I didn't realize that he witnessed everything. Yeah, I didn't know either that he witnessed that until this episode. It's I mean, never that, mentioned that he saw it. Yeah, that that is it? so much. That adds a layer of, of of trauma to this that goes way deeper than it did before. So Wait, We always talk about Sawyer's trauma. <laughs> well, yeah. she did a lot during his other episode, and this is another one. Sawyer and his trauma. Absolutely. I mean, most of the flashbacks are trauma for most mm-hmm. of these characters. I, I don't think anybody so much so as Sawyer. Sawyer has the worst trauma. I would agree. I can't think of a character that has worst trauma. I guess I don't know uh, how Locke got to be a paraplegic, but that I mean, that might be worst trauma when we see it. I don't know. So see, there is a Locke episode uh, this season. I, I I had to assume that that there'd be a lock episode, but another one before. I mean, if we're getting double uh, Jack, Kate, and Sawyer's, we got to get a double lock and Charlie's too. I think there's a triple Jack. There's another Jack this episode. Oh, joy! And another Kate actually. <laughs> double joy. <laughs> I don't know. Kate could be hit or miss. Like, because I love Tabula Rasa. Do not love whatever the case may be. So. Yeah, hers are little variants, but yeah, Jack's it's a steady ride, right? You know what pre- you're gonna get. I can pre-rate Jack's episode as an as a minor eight. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so we see anything else in this flash? There's not much to go on that. No, it's right. just it it was really jarring and really disturbing, and the fact that he was right under the bed that his father was sitting on when his father shot himself is uh, that has to mess you up. Yeah. Big time. No boy, no. So, uh, we see Sawyer awake. He's, like, in a cold sweat or whatever. And it's late at night. And there's, like, he, he, he hears something going through his things. And he flashes mm-hmm. a flashlight. And then we just see it's a boar. Yep. And the boar just kind of, like, freaks out and runs out of his... Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. His shelter? I guess shelter's actually the best word for it. Yeah, I, I was calling it a tent for some Me reason. Me too. It's not, really a tent. <laughs> it's not a tent, it's a shelter. He runs yeah. out, taking the tarp with him, and Sawyer just kind of gets up and chases this boar down. Yeah. And he tries. Just, he tries to, yeah. He loses the boar in the jungle, and he starts hearing whispers, and he looks around, and then we hit the intro. So Sawyer hears whispers. Yeah, this, and this was... This is one of the other reasons why I love this episode so much. I forgot that, that this happens too. This this is huge because this is what Saeed was talking about that Danielle told him about that he witnessed himself. 
in the in the jungle and is it i could not tell in this first scene what the whispers were saying eventually i could tell mm-hmm. yeah you can <laughs> right so but i don't know if were they saying it in this scene or? i don't know i didn't even try to listen because I, I i i know what they're supposed to say so i was listening for it and i couldn't understand it. i'm like i don't know okay <laughs> But so, so this this is this is awesome, and this is really exciting. And if Sawyer and if Sawyer, if Sawyer is hearing what he hears, then we can only assume that Sayid is hearing something that causes him to experience significant guilt as well. So the only question is, what are the whispers? Are they the others? There's a lot of quite like. I mean, we've only seen Ethan. As, like, another hostile individual that's yes. part of these others. Yes. I, and I'm not I'm not sure that I would count Ethan among the others at this point. Mm-hmm. Because if what Danielle and Saeed and Sawyer are hearing is in the same vein as what Sawyer is hearing, then this is his own conscience or subconscious talking to him. And maybe it's the island making him hear the voices from his past but this was a very specific voice from his very specific uh-huh. past yeah because there's a line that said that's yeah. nothing to do with his past so yeah how is some island folk now to say right so so my my guess is that the others that danielle is speaking of are the voices in her head that are others from her past but this island either brings out just through not even loneliness but just sanity that's probably yeah. drained being on this island. Yep. That people just go through. Okay. Yeah. And, and maybe there's more to it than that because it's definitely heavily implied, if not <laughs> downright confirmed, that this boar is some sort of incarnation of Frank Duckett. Yeah. Oh, yeah, certainly implied. I was wondering how you felt about this implica- uh, implication. Oh, I was way into it. Oh, you react? Okay. I was oh, just- yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get into the next day here. When yep. Sawyer wakes up from this disaster that has happened to him. He's trying to clean up his shelter. This boar has made everything a mess, lost his tarp, and Saeed kind of comes up. And they have this weird dynamic, like Sawyer and Saeed. They're obviously not friends, but maybe yeah, they have well, some sort of like level of respect for each other since Saeed's return and Sawyer didn't get his revenge on him. So, you know, Saeed's just kind of enjoying himself. And, you know, they talk about how the boar are still in the area. At least Sawyer did. And a little bit of banter go back and forth. But Sawyer eventually asks Saeed about the whispers. Yeah. He wants to know more about it. And he starts, you know, asking a few questions. And Saeed... Saeed still believes that the whispers are not real, right? He was like, no, I was just in a weak state. You know, the, the whispers aren't real. But then he suspects Sawyer heard something because he's questioning all this. And Sawyer cuts it off there. So. Yeah, Sawyer wants he wants the information information from Saeed, but he doesn't want to admit to yeah. his own <laughs> perhaps mental break. Which is a real character trait of Sawyer of he doesn't he doesn't like to give out information. No. Like, he'll have information like when he specifically got Kate later in this episode, he could have told someone something, decides not to. Uh, here with Saeed could have admitted it. He's very, very um, secretive or personal guy. He doesn't open up, I guess. Yeah. Memo. 
Oh, now, and now that you're mentioning that, I, I, I know we're not there yet, but I love the Never Have I Ever scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it, shows, it shows just a few character things, and then... Yeah, that's a good one. I like that scene. Is, a lot of great, great scenes in this one. Yeah, this is a really good episode. Yeah. So we get another flashback. <laughs> Sawyer and like a woman are going to bed. And... Very unexpectedly, there's a man waiting in the corner, like the evil <laughs> Bond villain, Hibbs. He also has the evil name, Hibbs. That is an evil name. And he's played by Robert Patrick, who's, like, notorious for playing evil villains. Like, he's, he's the the guy in Terminator 2 who's out to get Arnold Schwarzenegger. But... Okay, so <laughs> evil villain character yeah. Hibbs is waiting there. So he has to get the girl to leave. And we see Hibbs and Sawyer talk a bit. Well, first it starts with Sawyer, like, strong-arming Hibbs. Mm-hmm. Talking about how, if I saw... I said, if I see you again, I'm gonna kill you. And mm-hmm. Hibbs, Hibbs says the statement, We both know you ain't the killing type. Which is something I, I like to... I like that a lot with uh, Sawyer's character. Yes, foreshadowing, it, too. Well, yeah, well, it's foreshadowing, but it's also... When I watched this the first time around, I was wondering, like, is Sawyer the killing type? I don't think Sawyer could kill someone. And, uh, I will talk that more about that, especially with that I've never seen. So, never have ever, yeah. Yeah, so Hibbs just gives up some info to Sawyer, I guess trying to be equal with him, is what it seems like, after yeah. whatever Try- he did. The, the, the story that he tells Sawyer is that this is to make amends for the Tampa job. Yeah, for the Tampa job. This is this is his way of getting them back to even. Yeah. Because he must have really screwed over Sawyer in the Tampa job. He must have done something, right? For someone that ain't the killing type, he wants to kill Hobbs. Yeah. So he gives up this man named Frank Duckett. Uh, apparently got drunk at some bar in Sydney and confessed to being a con man. Used to go by the name Frank Sawyer, and even told the story um, of uh, what's it? Sawyer's. I, should, I say James. That's his name there. Right. But our Sawyer's parents' death, and the closing shut case. This guy, now named Frank Duckett, is your man Sawyer. He's the one that got your parents killed. Yeah. So, uh, and that's that's in the flashback there. So since they mentioned Sydney, we 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 know that he's going to go to Sydney, and this kind of gives a timeline now of why he's in Sydney. Like most of the other characters, what are they doing in Australia? What yep. happens next, right? So we know why Sawyer comes to Australia for the events of the flight. He's coming there to exact his revenge, and we'll see how that goes in some later flashbacks. Anything else on that? Uh, no, I, I I'm a little I don't know. Maybe maybe I shouldn't be so hard on myself, but I was I'm a little embarrassed that I didn't ever even think that possibly Hibbs wasn't telling the truth. I know. I mean, listen, I fell for all the same traps you did, and I'm like, I'm a real idiot. Hibbs played me like a fiddle. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It was like, we played Sawyer like a fiddle. Why did I just go with that? These guys are con men. <laughs> seriously. The con man gets con. You need to watch Sawyer flashbacks more carefully and with more scrutinizing <laughs> eyes. Here's the thing, now, yeah, now you're going to watch it too carefully. You're going you're gonna to spoil it for yourself. Or yeah. maybe you won't. Maybe you'll think too deep into it. Well, but maybe. We come back to the island, and we see Kate and Jack. They're at the gun case, locking them away. Sawyer has the last existing gun on the island. Jack's managed to wrangle up the rest. 
and Kate thinks he can get it back from him. Jack doesn't really want her to because of Jack reasons. Doesn't want her to owe anything. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what he means by that quite, but. Well, I think it's just that Sawyer doesn't give anything away for free. Like ev- everything comes with a cost attached to it. Uh-huh. And Jack just doesn't want her to have to pay a cost. Mm-hmm. Okay. But of course, how do you feel about this Jack Kate relationship here in terms of this is this is starting to look good. We haven't seen a relationship like this form on the island yet. I honestly don't care. Starting this episode, <laughs> they, there's a bit flirtatious, Mr. Sal. I don't know. Maybe yeah. something. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> this is the I I never thought about it. Normally, I guess I don't. I didn't really care that much. But this yeah. is terrible. Like what they've done between Jack and Kate in terms of like they're always so like. I guess I just kind of consider them friends now. That's just what I see it as. Yeah. That's about it, though. I don't know. It's weird. You know, I, I I learned a long time ago watching TV shows that you should never get too wrapped up in the will they, won't they like parts of the story because if that's all you're hanging on to then if, if that's the whole basis for the show will they, won't they then once they do then you have no place else to go. Huh. And if they don't, then there needs to be like a clean, this is never going to happen moment. Uh, or or else it's just the audience will get tired of the will they, won't they nonsense for seasons and seasons. So I, I, I really, I'm trying not to get wrapped up in, too much into this because there's enough other stuff going on on this show that I, I really don't care whether jack and kate hook up or start hook up for that matter like it it doesn't it doesn't matter to me and i'm trying to make sure that it stays that way that that it doesn't matter to me because if that's what i'm invested in then if it ever does happen then there's not going to be a whole lot of room to grow from there mm-hmm. i see what you mean i don't really care that much yeah i i didn't realize how terrible it was until you yeah. turn my eye to it. Especially like the contradictions from episode to episode. Yeah, you just Especially never Kate's know. last bottle episode into the next one. Like, Jack hates her. And then the next one, we're all back to chips and whatever. Ch- yeah, chips. Yeah, <laughs> chips and dip. But, chips and dip. Yeah, I, that's the thing is, is you never know from one episode to another whether Jack and Kate are going to hate each other or it's going to be like, sex in the air <laughs> and it's really the same thing with kate and sawyer mm-hmm. so well we'll go on to the next scene here with yeah claire and charlie uh yeah, short one and the claire charlie mostly charlie stuff and we go back to it very small amount in this episode but does this do you justice in terms so our last charlie bottle episode one of your big complaints was the very next episode is like forgotten. What happened to Charlie and Ma? Right? Yes. In this one, do you still have that same anger? Do you, how do you feel about what they did this episode? No, I thought this was this was adequate. Like, it was I, adequate. Okay. I do like I I understand the format of this show is they're going to have one character that they're focusing on in each mm-hmm. episode, and, and I have no problem with that. I actually love that, as long as you just 
you know, make a passing reference to something that happened to one of the other characters in previous episodes. Um, and, and I think they did a fine job here with Charlie to make more sure than that, passing in this oh, case. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he was the secondary story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which is great. I, I had no problem with this. Uh, I, I thought this was, was plenty good enough. So in, in this scene, Claire comes to Charlie about how she had some dreams or actually more like memories last night. And Charlie was in them. And, and Charlie doesn't, he doesn't reply to anything. It seems like he's making a, at the time I didn't know. Neither. But I realized now he's making a shovel. <laughs> Yes. Digging a shovel in this case. And Claire's like, oh, you want to go for a walk? But Charlie can't. He has something to do. And he just, he seems very distant. That's about it, isolating. It's, just a, it's a weird thing compared to last episode, how he was, like, suffocating Claire, it felt like, when she returned. Yeah. Now here's Claire, you know, trying to hang out with Charlie, and Charlie's like, no, no, no. I cannot. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that and that was a question that I definitely had at that point was why won't he go for a walk with her? It's like all he wants in the world. Yeah. Um, but it makes a lot of sense. It makes sense based on what happened last. He shot a guy killing his presumably first person. <laughs> I don't right. think Charlie's killed before. No, it and, doesn't seem like it. Yeah. So we'll see the effects it has on him throughout the episode. That's the secondary story. It made sense that he declined based on what he was actually going to do. When he said, I have I have to do something, I was like, is he just blowing her off? Does he he doesn't have anything to do? What's he gonna be doing? <laughs> See the next scene. Where... Yeah. Then it, then it made a lot of sense to me that he declined. So Yeah. So we go back to Sawyer. He's in the jungle, hunting down the boar, and he finds his tarp. In which case, he hears the whispers again. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I want to ask you, what do you think the whispers said? Oh, I think I think they said exactly what they clearly said at the end. Which is? Oh, I gotta look it up now. Okay, it'll come back around. There you go. Yeah, it definitely it'll will. It'll come back around. It's what the whispers say. So it'll you, come you, back you around. Yes, yes. It'll come back you around. You hear this? And then, you know, while Sawyer's just listening, the boar comes back at him and knocks him in the mud. Can't win with this boar. Uh, there's not much to get from the whispers. I mean, I guess, did you notice that they had said this? when you? For your I definitely listener? heard uh, around. I heard around at the end. Okay. So I didn't know if they said turn around or the boar's coming back around or, or what. But, I mean, obviously, I, I, I think it's obvious that they said it'll come back around. Yeah, it's much easier once you actually know the line. <laughs> yeah. It is, and and knowing the line and going back to this scene, you know Sawyer is being haunted by this line and simultaneously haunted by this boar, and you can now, in retrospect, see him putting together that this boar is connected to Frank Duckett somehow. Yeah, it's, it's somehow related to this man. Yeah, as what I like about Sawyer is you can tell when he's made a connection, right? They they kind of just show his face and. They show that he's made this connection, whatever it may be. And yep. I, I like that a lot. With Sawyer. They don't say it outright. They just show mm-hmm. he's made a connection. Because how many times throughout the course of this episode does Kate say, God, Sawyer, get over it. It's just a bore. It's not like it's not after you. It's not, mm-hmm. it doesn't have a vendetta against you. But Sawyer's connecting this bore to this whispered line of it'll come back around and, and thinking that somehow the spirit of Frank Duckett is in this bore. Yeah, so, something with Frank Duckett has to do yeah. with this boar. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes the boar hunting more tolerable, 
Yeah, it was just him hunting this boar because he was mad at it. He kept ruining his things. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's a personal level to it. It's past. And and I will say that I didn't understand that personal level to it until the end of the episode. So, you know, it, it's the type of thing where in retrospect, this this is really cool stuff. At the time, I wasn't thrilled with the boar hunt. So I didn't think you'd be. That's what, that's what I was wondering how you'd feel about this episode with the boar hunt. I, I was intrigued to watch it, knowing what happened. I was like, huh. Yes. Now I want to watch back and see. Cause I, I, I felt the same way you do right now when I watched the episode. I didn't like the boar hunt when I saw it at first. Yep. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I like, I makes sense. Definitely. Then now I gotta see it again. It, it, it's a, it's an interesting parallel. So we come back to a Sawyer's shelter home. I don't know. Like Sawyer's home. Kate's there, and he's just ranting about this boar. Kate's teasing him. Everyone teases poor Sawyer about this boar, <laughs> like a little kid. No, I swear, this boar. Uh. So, uh, there's like a mention of Locke. Why don't you get Locke to get the boar? But Sawyer believes that this is his fight. So that that's especially one right there where, if yep. if you, while watching this for the first time around, it's like, why Sawyer? Why do you care so much of hunting the boar, and not Locke? You know what I mean? Right. Like this is this seems like why are you just giving yourself this extra effort? Why is this your fight? makes more sense now he's, he's connected it to frank and yeah uh, i guess the one question i, I would ha- ask is if he's connected it to frank why is he so hell-bent on killing it because it seems like where frank is concerned he's living with a lot of guilt mm-hmm. not anger not aggression so it seems strange that he wants he's hunting this board to kill it Maybe he's scared of that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm maybe. Coming back around. If he thinks yeah. there's something with Frank. You know, the, I guess this kind, this in a way reminds me of... And I'm going to spoil the leftovers a bit here, but really you should be watching and listening to both. <laughs> this reminds me of uh, Kevin digging up Patty's body. Oh. Right? Because he's, he's so haunted by the the guilt that he feels for Patty's death that he tries to make an effort to put that to rest by digging up her body um, and turning it in. Meanwhile, Sawyer is so haunted by the guilt that he feels uh, for killing Frank Duckett. And now there's this live organism that he's equating with Frank Duckett. I, I mean, you can't really go reason and make peace with a boar. So maybe he feels like taking the boar out will take the uh, the haunting out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I that, that's a good, uh, that's a good parallel or connection. I, I agree with that. Yeah, that's another good one. Just get rid of, the, get rid of it from his mind or feel less guilty because he, he's a very guilt-driven man. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That's his biggest personality trait. I have guilt. It definitely seems that way, which is really, really strange when you think about how he outwardly presents himself. Definitely, it's a... You wouldn't expect him to think that way based on his shell. Why he's the best character. Yeah, he's got a hard shell. But he's a softy in the inside, which is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Sawyer your favorite character? Yeah. Right now, yeah, I'd say Sawyer's my favorite character. Okay. It's not Rose because you built up Rose up pretty good. 
I don't know. <laughs> I will say I will say again that I really thought I really thought Rose would be more episodes, <laughs> and like. I thought she'd just be more episodes in general. I just remembered Rose so well, and I just she, <laughs> but she's just not. She's been in like three episodes, four episodes, <laughs> with with a massive gap too. Like it was like she was in like the first three episodes, big gap, one episode <laughs> for Charlie, big gap. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, Rose comes and goes. Okay. Took the tides, <laughs> but takes longer in between. Yeah. Uh, we get another flashback where it's him arriving. Well, look, look, look at this clever scenery. We can tell he's in Australia. Why, Mister Sal? Well, we saw the opera house. The opera house. I actually I like that touch. That's right. Uh, but, but then he talks to an Australian man. Then you can very much tell he's in Australia. But I would I would have loved it if they didn't ever say he's in Australia. But they just saw the opera house. Like, oh, okay, he's in <laughs> Australia. I know that. I I love subtle things like that. Where it's like. Oh yeah, especially you know how I love that with time, right? When you yeah, show, I'm not, I'm not sure how subtle the Sydney Opera House. No, it's not very subtle, but it's like, in terms of a structure, right? It's what else are you gonna show from Australia that'll nod that it's Australia? Uh, a a kangaroo, kangaroo, I guess. Yeah, you can show an animal, but I feel like that's more obvious than the Sydney Opera House. Yeah, so I think uh, I think it's a fine. This gotta be pretty obvious because it's gotta be eye catching. You can't just be like a building, like a, you know what I mean. No, I, 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 yeah, it's fine. I don't have any problem with it. I, just, I liked it. I don't know. I, I like that type of stuff. Anyway, um, oh, bananas for it. So we see him walking along like a pier, goes into this building, meets a guy that Hibbs knows, gives Sawyer a gun, which is illegal to have in Australia for a pedestrian, and warns him that there's no refund. And you're going to find out if you're a killer or not, Sawyer. So they're really hitting on the tone of, is Sawyer a killer or not? Sawyer, can he kill? Will he kill this man? Yep. And at this point, which one were you leaning? Did you think he was going to kill the man? Did you think he wasn't going to kill Frank? Because I know that you... We both believed that Frank was the person that killed his parents. Basically killed his parents. Led to their deaths. Uh, I, I believed he would do it. Okay. And me too. I thought he, I thought Sawyer was going to do it. And I'll t- I'll do swap though. I'll tell you when I swap. But I I thought he was going to do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think that no, regardless of what type of man he is and and how anybody perceives him as being a killer or not, when you remember what he witnessed in that first scene, I think that's enough of a driving force to make him commit. Yeah, to kill someone. Uh, it's, it's a his whole life has been like shadowed by what this man has done to him. Like he even goes by his name. He does his name. Uh, scam. What's that? Con. Like. Yep. He there's not a day he wakes up where he doesn't think about the events that this man has done to him. So. Yeah, I I could see him coming to kill him, and that's that's why I was on that bandwagon. But then I, then I hopped off that bandwagon. And I, I think for a, I think a stupid reason. I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> so, I was so convinced, Mr. Sal. Uh, we go to a Hurley Charlie scene, mm-hmm. carrying Ethan's body to bury. I'm surprised they have Charlie being one of them to bury Ethan, though. Being the man that shot him might be going through PTSD, but maybe he insisted on it. Yeah. Well, I think this is another. Uh, this we can think of this the same way we think of 
Kevin and Patty. You know, mm. the, this is him trying to cope with his, the guilt that he feels for killing a man. Huh? I mean, they, they could have left them to rot. They could have burned him. They could have done whatever, but they he, he chose to, he wanted to bear. That's fair. But it's different circumstances, though, right? Patty wasn't like... Kevin, I think there's more guilt for Kevin to feel than Charlie in terms of Patty's death. Interesting. I think. If I, if I, because even though Patty killed herself, yeah, Kevin's the one that kidnapped her and I guess basically put into Patty's perspective of like, I have to kill myself now just to get Kevin, right? I, but Ethan, Ethan, like, I mean, he was straight killing people. But Charlie did kind of shoot him in cold blood when he was no longer a threat. So yeah, I mean they had him. They had him. They had him dead to rights. Allegedly, you don't know. You don't know what that guy is packing. The secrets That's, of the island. I, I I would say. What, what was your assertion that this is that Kevin is more guilty than Charlie? That, yeah, that, exactly what you said. Was it? He is more. Yeah, more, yeah, more. When I say guilty, I mean. Feeling of more guilt. Yeah. Oh, I think, I think the feeling of guilt is probably greater in Kevin. Not guilty because Kevin didn't do anything ill. I guess he hit a body. Well, he also kidnapped. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, that's true. But Char- Charlie, Charlie mm, shot a man when he was defending. He like, I, I yeah, I, I guess Kevin is not was not directly responsible for Patty's death. Yeah, she he didn't actually kill Patty. Right. But We're, I think I think I think he has the more guilty like he probably you feel felt, more guilty yeah charlie felt so justified that he he, he it probably assuages some of his guilt but i i guarantee there's still a lot of guilt. oh it definitely yeah he'll definitely go through something i don't think that's that's part of the reason why he's burying him right now. And a lot of this a, a big thing of charlie is getting over not even i shouldn't say getting over things that, that makes him put it lightly but having tra- i guess trauma <laughs> like sawyer has well for example he get he gets off drugs Goes through withdrawal, that's that's a thing. He yep. loses Claire. Has to try to move on. Rose helps him. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with uh, kicking drugs, feeling useless. But that was in the same episode. The drugs were connected to that. But there you go. But here we have now he's shot and killed someone. Yep. How's that gonna affect him? So Charlie stuff happens to Charlie a lot emotionally. Yeah, and quite honestly, I'm really glad that they paired him. Uh, with Sawyer in this episode, because I mean we, we know that Sawyer's driving emotion is is guilt, and we can now see it in Charlie. And really, when you think about Charlie's episode last week, a lot of that was driven by guilt as well. I mean, all of his flashbacks last week, where he was trying starting to put the, pull the con over on Lucy, and and really, there's another parallel between Charlie yeah, and both con men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. I mean that that was all about him feeling guilty for trying to for attempting to con Lucy. So it is it was Lucy, right? Yeah, I think it was yeah. Lucy. So I think that we're seeing these themes pick up pretty heavily now. These themes of guilt and the ghosts of your past haunting you. So and I think I think this is going to be a pretty strong theme throughout the rest of at least this season, if not the series. I think Tabula Rasa, that, that idea of it's a blank slate, 
yep. like challenge of like, is this a blank slate this island? And you see people like battling their inner demons of, um, yeah. well, just yeah. There's a lot of personal hardships. And yeah, loss. yeah. And that is that is an end, but I, this is one of the reasons why I love watching the leftovers at the same time as Lost because guilt is such a heavy theme in both of them, and I, I, I love. I love stories about guilt. <laughs> I love them. I love guilty people. Ha. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, the, part of it's because you know, I, I was raised Catholic, and and a, a, a dominant emotion that I have is guilt. <laughs> you, you're kind of kind of taught to feel guilty about most things. So it's 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 which is you know there there's a utility to guilt. Uh, I think it, it prevents you from doing a lot of bad stuff. Uh, I think it also uh, can kind of cripple you sometimes, though. Yeah, I guess. So, Much like many things, should be in moderation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, th- I think having healthy, feeling healthy levels of guilt is a good thing. I think feeling too much guilt is not a good thing. Yeah, feeling no guilt whatsoever in life would be like, that's being remorseless, then, basically, right? Yeah, exactly. Then you're, then you're gin. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> Gin's a sweetheart. All right, well, we'll see you next week. Is that fish? Oh, yeah. We'll see you next week. <laughs> It'll be your favorite episode, Mr. So. I'm, I'm really I'm really looking forward to eating all kinds of crow next week. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. You'll hate it. So, pretend the scene here of them burying Ethan. Yeah. Hurley does ask Charlie if he's all right. To which Charlie gives no response. Don't know if he's ignoring him on purpose, or if he's just so focused, or he's just in thought. Whatever have you. Doesn't respond. Probably not okay. This this causes Hurley. He goes to Saeed on the beach. And he kind of poorly asks Saeed if he's ever had PTSD. It takes him a while to get to it. Yeah. But he tells Saeed he's worried about Charlie, and he wants Saeed to talk to him. So... There you yep. go. We stapled that into the storyline later. We'll see that happen. Meanwhile, in the jungle, the hunter Sawyer finds a print, which <laughs> Kate comes up and teases him that it's like a Boone or Charlie print or whatever have you. <laughs> and they, they keep saying it so much. And I can't believe I forgot what Carte Blanche. Blanche Carte Blanche. Wait, was it? Carte Blanche. Carte Blanche. There you go. Which is blank check. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so. I'm, listen. I don't know if you think that's too direct. I'm happy they said that. Where they're like, Carte Blanche. He's like, you know what that means? Blank check. Yeah, I know what it means. I'm calling, thank God. Okay. I didn't know what it meant. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for I, saying that. You, you were thankful that they didn't explain it further or that they explained it to you at all? I'm, I'm happy that they explained it to oh, that okay. degree. Like, that's enough. Blank check. I think, like, I've heard of people saying, like, I'll give them a blank check. Okay. Especially like sports. Oh, he's so good. Just give him a blank check. That, that makes me like it a little more because I, I was a little annoyed. Because... I, I was like, I bet. I, I thought maybe I'd be annoyed too if I knew it. And then they did that. Because I'm like, well, come on. Don't people know this? But as someone who didn't know what it meant, I'm like, ah, thank you for saying that. Uh, yeah, so I guess they, they found the appropriate level of explanation. <laughs> it was it was a great amount of explanation. It was just, they just defined it. I'm like, oh. Yeah, because I was little. I was like, "Who doesn't know what carte blanche means?" <laughs> no, I was like, "Oh, carte blanche, okay, wonderful." Now I know. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's that's 
So I guess it was. I guess it was the appropriate amount. It was the appropriate amount. I mean, it still angered you enough. But do you have any notes on that? Like, grrr, grrr. Oh god, this is gonna be a white rabbit thing, isn't it? So. No, they didn't get too much into it. They, they kept saying car. I, I bet what happens is they kept saying carte blanche in the, the story. Like the people are like, huh? What does carte blanche actually mean, though? You don't know what carte blanche means? Hmm. <laughs> they threw it in there. I, I, the thing is, like, when you think about the, the third episode of this series is titled Tabula Rasa, and they never even used that expression. Right? I'm trying to think if they did. No, they, they never do. They, yeah. they never use the expression. And so it, it forced me to go and do some research on it. And in doing research, you found that it was popularized by John Locke. And that was really cool and really interesting. And I guess it's different, though. Because you don't want to, like, why is this supposed to be a point of research? Just a word. So, like, this is just a definitional. Like, this is, there's nothing special about carte blanche besides blank check. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I don't think that would apply here. I, I can agree that I, I like complexity things and like especially like cool titles where it's like, oh, what? Let, I me, guess... let me look into it more. But I think for a blank check, it's fine to explain it. All right. Well, I guess my point is just that this is the show that trusted its audience enough in the third episode ever to give it a title in a foreign language that was never mentioned anywhere in the episode. Yeah, well, you know, How does it just... It, 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 the audience exactly. must have broken the trust, Mr. Sal. The audience must have broken it. That's honestly, that's very possible. Maybe the episode got lower ratings than they wanted. They're like, "What?" It, it's someone. possible that they, that they just got a lot of criticism for the Tabula Rasa title. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe Lindelof. I don't know if he was married or anything, but I like to mention he goes home to his wife, whoever a significant other is. And they're just like, what was that episode? Why'd you title it that? I don't know what that means. Like, they're <laughs> really being badgered. So fine. It won't happen again. <laughs> I like to imagine that his wife doesn't even watch the shows. <laughs> did, did, did you like it? It cost millions of dollars to make. Mm, not my type of thing. <laughs> or, I'm not a big TV person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, we just titled this this episode Tabula Rasa. It's this this term that means blank slate. You say, oh, that's nice, dear. That's really nice. You gonna mow the lawn? Yeah, well, that's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. The baby, the baby's crying. I don't know. Yeah. So, well, yeah, we're, we're Sawyer. Oh yeah, we're Sawyer, Kate in the jungle. Uh, Sawyer's a terrible tracker. My sister say we know Kate. Has some tracking skills back yeah. from whichever when they were looking for Claire, whatever episode that was. So she offers Sawyer the carte blanche deal of I get whatever I want from you, no questions asked, but I help you find this boar. And here's another thing that I think is really annoying if you haven't seen the episode. Sawyer agrees, and it's like, why? Why would Sawyer agree to just? Anything. He'll, he'll let Kate have anything just if she helps him track down the boar. Yeah, and it wasn't just like a one-shot thing. It's yeah. like anything I want, anytime I want. Yeah, <laughs> like, so it's like, why would you agree to that? Like, that's, that's an idiotic thing. I, I put that here still, and then I, I put here, like, I know why he did that. <laughs> like, I know why. But from from the viewpoint of the first time viewing it, it is like that's that's a that's an idiotic deal, Sawyer. Why, 
Yes. For the man, for the man who's like the most game theory person on this island, right? Why yeah. are you making a terrible deal? And that's because he's clouded by emotion. Yeah, or, yeah. It's past. And I, I just love when Kate said to him, "I've I've watched you track Boone, uh, Charlie, yourself." <laughs> I love how you yourself as well. <laughs> I love. Uh huh. So now it's Team Kate and Sawyer. Yeah. We um, head back to the caves. Claire and Charlie. Uh, what's it? Charlie's trying to build. Huh? I'm trying to. I don't even remember. I don't even understand my notes. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we went back. To Charlie, I I thought the next scene was the campfire with. Yeah, of... yeah, I know, I know that happens. I yeah, I'm just gonna skip over that. I have no clue what that is. <laughs> but yeah, Sawyer and Kate, I think you're right too. I don't know where this came from. Anyway, Sawyer, Kate, they're around a campfire somewhere in the jungle. I don't know how far out, but there's a somewhere. And Sawyer has like the small. What are they called? Those small liquor things? Uh I don't know. Just single serving. Single serving, uh, whatever have you on planes. Uh, they kind of joke about, oh, Jack was looking for him. I found him first. And they are probably very medically useful. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, and Kate, maybe coaxed by this, oh, I want some too, right? Might, you know, might as well. <laughs> you know what the, the, the ridiculous thing is? Uh, is neither one of them is going to get, like, even going to feel a buzz off of one of those things. They don't think so? I mean, I, I don't know. know how, I don't know how strong they are or anything. So, so I don't know okay, I mean, first of all, maybe so. So he's a pretty big guy. So I don't know if Sawyer would. I mean, it's it's like the equivalent of doing one shot, basically. Oh, okay. That yeah, but, way bigger than one shot, though. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's two shots, but so Kate might feel something because she hasn't been drinking this whole. Time. Sawyer's like, <laughs> yeah, he's been buzzed the Sawyer's whole time. Gosh, I'm sure he's been drinking. Like, I I can't imagine he's feeling too much from this, but I don't know. he likes the taste. Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot of people drink airline liquor. Everyone drinks hard liquor, to my knowledge, just the taste. I'm fine. I mean, taste. I enjoy hard liquor, and, and I do enjoy the taste. So well, there you go. <laughs> like Sawyer. Uh, anyway, so they have this bottle. Well, I they have multiple bottles of it, and they decide to play. I've never, which is never have I ever. I've never heard someone called I've never. Yeah. So but. Never have I ever, well, I'm going to call it. Yeah, and we right. kind of go through it, play some games, well, not some games, but we, we learn, for example, uh, Kate has been in love, Sawyer has not. Sawyer's never been in love, apparently. Uh, Kate has been married. Yes. Briefly, apparently. Sawyer has not. Yes. And we get to the big one, where they both drink, they both, turns out, have something in common. I have yeah. never killed a man, they both drink, which means... They've both killed someone. Yes. Uh, and that really depresses the mood. And this is the point where I thought, oh, Sawyer didn't kill that guy. This is this is supposed to be like this is this is supposed to be like some trick. This is where I thought they were trying to trick us. Really? Yes, because I'm like either Sawyer kills someone else, right? Or he just like did something to him that he basically like, he's just lying outwardly that he did kill a man. Because in this scene when you see it, Kate drinks, Sawyer sees Kate drink, and then, like, he drinks second. He drinks second. Yes. The, like, Sawyer might have just lied. Right? Yeah. He could have just lied. Uh, maybe he killed someone else. But just, there's something about this scene that made me think, 
I don't think he killed Frank. No, I it, still thought Frank's the man that killed his parents, but I just thought, so he's not going to kill him. Because they've, they've been hinting at this, and it really looks like, I was I was dead set that he's going to kill him, right? He's angry, he's got revenge. But I really didn't think he was going to kill him. Hmm. And then, so that, that's where I stood, and I felt really justified to an extent. <laughs> Call, called it. <laughs> Interesting. No, that, that didn't, that didn't give me that same reaction. But... I don't know why he gave me that reaction, too. It's just, Maybe something about like the show writers putting that in. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't. Something's iffy now about Sawyer killing. Because mm-hmm. he's the one that brought it up. It's on his mind. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I guess knowing that he still carries that letter, and you know, knowing that he, well, at least outwardly appears to be feeling a lot of guilt about this it does seem like i guess i guess i can see why you might think that he didn't i can see why i think it's ridiculous now that i know the whole episode and just like i just know in this moment the first time i saw it i was like nah they're not tricking me this time i've got it (laughs) but uh so the double fake the double fake. Oh, I thought I saw it coming. Do you have uh, anything else you want to see on that scene? It's a great scene. I do it's love it. Fantastic. A lot. I really enjoyed them kind of getting out of each other's case about things that, like, uh, Kate gets on Sawyer's case about carrying the letter around. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, does but does it in a really clever kind yeah, of... Never, I've never carried a letter around for 20 years from blah, blah, blah. Right, right. And... Sawyer does something similar to Kate, where you know, never have I ever uh, what what was it like chase a boar around just so I could spend some time with the only other person on the island who uh, doesn't quite fit in. Yeah, yeah, something to that extent. Something like that. But I I really liked those those bits because it just exposed a lot of how they know each other better than anybody else knows them on the island. Yeah, they know each other. Nobody knows. Arguably the best. There's there's a point to be made about Kate's criminal past, and only Jack knows about that. But Sawyer knows things that Jack doesn't know in return. So it's exactly so. Nobody certainly nobody knows Sawyer as well as Kate. That's true. Yeah, because only she knows about the letter and 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 nobody. I I would say Jack probably knows more about Kate's past than Sawyer, but Sawyer knows. Kate more intimately than, and I don't mean that in a sexual way, but knows Kate more intimately than Jack does. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I agree with that. I agree with that. I think I think he knows Kate in like the now better how Kate operates. Yeah, Jack just kind of Jack just knows about Kate. Yeah, it's 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 like Jack, you you know Jack knows Kate's story but doesn't know Kate. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas Sawyer doesn't know Kate's story but knows Kate. Yes. I think that's, that's a great way of putting it. <laughs> so we we uh, get to black. We see young Sawyer into the bed again. Except this time the feet swap to Boar. Obviously a dream. Kate awakes Sawyer and like some who's shaking, having a bad dream. And the Boar was back. But this time it only ruined Sawyer's things. None of Kate's. Yes! Which is definitely like how all... This board definitely has something out for Sawyer, it seems. It does seem that way. Didn't we hear didn't we hear whispers in the dream as well? The term 
Oh, maybe I, I was only paying attention to that, so maybe we did. I think you did hear that it'll come back around in the stream as well, but right. but at any rate, yes, you're right. It, it only the boar only goes after Sawyer's stuff, not Kate's stuff. So you know that oh, Sawyer's pretty upset. He sees some movement in the trees and he points a gun at it, and then it's Locke that appears. I I love <laughs> so much. I love <laughs> I love Locke coming up because Locke is like the most. He's like a dad in the way he just, or like he just has like a friendly neighbor. He's like coming eating some fruit. Yeah. They talk. Yeah, I tried to pick up your track about a mile back, thought I'd come say hey. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for a scrap from the crash. Decided to say howdy. I love it. I, I, I love it. And then, I, you know, he comes in in the most colloquial way. Yeah, he makes them coffee and stuff. And then he. he Drop this bombshell. I know they're like talking about this boar, right? Oh. Okay, so they start telling about this boar vendetta. Yes. No. Uh, you know, so he's convinced it has an in for him, and Locke just tells the story of yeah. So my sister died when I was young, and she was young. It was from a monkey bar incident, broke her neck or something, her head. Uh, my foster mother, she, she was ridden with guilt, and so she stopped eating. Oh, here's, here's guilt again, by the way. <laughs> here's, yeah, here's someone very guilt-ridden. Yeah. And then a golden retriever, about six months later, just came up, no, showed no sign of ownership at all, and just looked at uh, his foster mom until she burst into tears. That dog stayed with them until she passed away and like, would sleep Jean, on his sister's, her name's what, Gigi's bed. Jean, Jeannie, right? Jeannie? Maybe it's Jean. I thought it was Gigi, but Jeannie might be too, yeah. I think it's Jeannie, but... It, it Locke's sister. <laughs> yeah. We also learn here, Locke was in a foster home. Or at least he had a foster mom, I mean. Yes, yes. That is, that is, that is a, like, that is, that's something to note. It is. Might it, come into play. In his yeah, next so I wonder if he knows who his biological parents are. Mm-hmm. Questions, questions, questions. Yeah. But he says that the dog also slept in his sister's bed. Yes. So and his, so his mom thought it was his sister reincarnated or some bigger sister. Locke thinks that's ridiculous though. No. <laughs> but does he? Because I, if he really thought it was ridiculous, would he tell the story? That's true. I think I, I think Locke might think it's something else, but I think Locke completely buys into it. Oh, okay. I thought maybe Locke believes like. I think he also knows how it sounds, mm -hmm. and so he's just saying that because of how it sounds. Yeah, I I, yeah. I love his reaction when Kate asks, <laughs> "So you you think the dog was your sister?" And he says, "Well, that would be silly." Yeah, there that's what he says. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> mother thought it was, and so I, I love this because it's like Locke kind of letting himself off the hook. Like, well, I'm not so crazy to think that, that this spirit of my sister could be reincarnated in this dog, but my mother believed it and my... all the evidence to support it. So Sawyer, even if Kate doesn't believe you or I don't believe you, doesn't mean that it's not justified in your head. So I, I love this so much. So... I like this. I, look, this is the only appearance she really makes, I think. Yes. Yeah, so many appearance he makes. That's a good one. Always love a lock appearance. Yeah. But again, he explains why his mother needed to believe that that was his sister. Mm -hmm. to, and that's to assuage her guilt. Yes. 
And in the same in the same way that the mother believed that was the sister, Sawyer believes that this boar yep. is Frank. So Locke hit her right on the head. Oh, <laughs> he's basically saying, Sawyer, you have some sort of guilt. You have some sort of guilt with this boar. So uh, Locke, Locke knows what's up. To me, based on this story, like he he's read the situation in a oh, weird way. Absolutely. Now, I I do have to say though, at this point, I did not know who Sawyer was projecting into this boar. Oh, okay. Because I, I didn't. We haven't even met Frank Duckett yet. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's right up into this next scene when we first meet him. And the the scene immediately preceding this is the dream sequence where he sees his father turn into the boar. So I was like, is, does he think that his father's spirit is Oh, yeah, born? that's a good point, yeah. So, was, I, I mean, I was really, really not certain who he was projecting into the boar. But now, in retrospect, knowing that it's Frank, I love this scene even more. <laughs> yeah. So good, especially when you consider that Locke tells the story about his mother using that as an excuse to uh, let herself off a hook, basically, and assuage her guilt. And here's Sawyer, who's riddled with guilt and has the same situation. You can almost see the gears start turning. How <laughs> this to assuage my guilt? Yeah, I, I love, it. I, I love these. These boar scenes are pretty good in retrospect, right? Like yeah. rewatching them, I enjoyed them just because I knew. But yeah, definitely the moment I was like, ah, yeah, whatever. Let's this, get, let's get back to the flashbacks here. Yeah, this this is an interesting episode in that a lot of this stuff is not nearly as enjoyable as when you're watching it as it is to think about later. Yeah, the payoff is what makes it all good, which is, it's fine to do if you can pull it off right. This this episode pulls it off right. It's a dangerous road to go down. Yep. But this is a well, so. Yes. Kudos. You, you, you want to go to the flashback now? It's a very long flashback. It's like three yeah. scenes. Okay. It's like the longest flashback ever. I know, I know. So it's three flashbacks in one. <laughs> It's just like stuffed together because these all could have been three separate flashbacks. But I, I, I was so excited to get this. All oh, yeah. that it was so good. Yeah, so we'll do scene number one of the final flashback. Yes. Uh, so Sawyer gets out of car, checks his gun that's loaded, and he goes up to a food truck. And we see Frank, uh, the person ahead of him, leaves. I also want to note this food truck for being a food truck is in like a very open place. I was like, this like no one around here why is there a food truck like don't you put in like a parking lot or somewhere where it's busy it's mobile there was a parking lot but it was oh, okay okay yeah so i was like this is a weird place so it didn't miss the lunchtime rush or whatever yeah let me tell you i i, I am not a fan of of shrimp with the shell on i don't like shrimp in general i love shrimp but i i want i want the work done for me i want it <laughs> Deshelled and deveined before. I don't, I, don't, I don't like peanuts with the shell on. Too much oh, work. I, I, I don't have a problem with that. But, but the shrimp is like any crustacean, really. Like if, if you're not going to deshell it and devein it and deter it, I, I don't I don't want it. So, uh, but this looks so delicious. I, I really wanted like shrimp with hot sauce after I saw oh, it. I don't like shrimp at all. So, yeah, <laughs> okay. It just doesn't smell good. I don't like seafood. Back to back to him, our food preference is gone. <laughs> well, all right. Sorry, that was a digression that we didn't need to really get into. <laughs> uh, we see a, we see Frank. As Sawyer's turned to order, and Sawyer's just giving this like scowl, this like nasty look. And Frank's, you know, he's pretty. He's like giving like he's kind of southernly charm in a way, right? He's chatting with Sawyer. 
oh, you're an American as well. You know, welcome yeah. to land down under. Uh, he just kind of snaps Sawyer out of it. He kind of gets into like a dazed look. Yep. Because he, he's just not responding. And Sawyer eventually orders. He's making it. He's chatting. Oh, we're half price for all Americans. You know, yep. and just chatting. And he tells him eventually, oh, my name's Frank. What's your name? And Sawyer tells him James, which is, which is Sawyer. I mean, I'll confirm for you. That is Sawyer's first name. Yeah. So, so we finally get Sawyer's first name, James. His last name, we still don't know. Yes. But, you know, he turns Frank turns around to deliver it to him, and Sawyer is long gone. Yeah. And we hear a car drive off. Well, you can, you can almost see, like, the flinch when... He starts talking about Southern women, and, and Frank is Frank. Frank's yeah, Frank Frank's talking about Southern, oh, Southern women. This is Southern women, and, and you know that. I mean, at this point, we assume that Frank is the original Sawyer, and we see James, our Sawyer, like just clench up when he hears Frank talking about Southern women. Yeah, he's like, oh, but he still doesn't kill him. And at this point, I was like, aha, Sawyer's not a killer. I was right. They almost tricked me. But he's not a killer. This is where I started to doubt whether he was going to kill him. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) this is where I was starting to doubt. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess that is a good point to start doubting when he has the chance (laughs) to kill him and decides not to. Exactly. This this sowed a bit of doubt into me of whether or not he would kill him because you see that (laughs) his left. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I could see that, but I I I was convinced he was not going to kill him, and this just okay. furthered it because he didn't. Yeah, he, he could have. He just left. So anything on scene number one of the flashback? No, that's uh, that's good. On to the best scene of this episode. So good. By far, well, I shouldn't say by far, but definitely the best scene of the episode, which also has the baseball reference for those of you. It's so baseball good. fans. I knew you'd love this baseball reference. Oh my god! I do. I do. I could not overhype this baseball reference. Oh, because you would not realize how pivotal to the story it is. You couldn't. Uh, oh my god! This is so good. Uh so anyway, so he's at a bar. Bartender kind of like makes a comment. Are you sure you want another one? Yep. And this kind of gets Kristen involved. Of a don't tell an American. You know what? He can hold his liquor and so on and so forth. And this kind of starts a conversation between Kristen and Sawyer. Uh, Sawyer even, like, gets a bottle for the both of them. Yeah, let me tell you, when I realized this was Christian, I almost jumped out of my chair. Oh, it's so good. They, they do they do that where they have, um, like, connections between their flashbacks. And sometimes uh, just, like, cameos, like, in yeah. Boons we saw Yeah, that, uh, Sawyer. The only other time so far in the series where I've just, like, almost jumped out of my chair is when we found out that the the psychic knew that the plane was going to crash in Claire's episode. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. That's just great. Oh, great flashbacks in Claire's. Really? Like, the, the pen. I love the pen so much. Oh, the pen is fantastic, yeah. like But that type of stuff in flashback where it starts to all connect, where it starts to look like, uh, a, this was supposed to happen, or B, these people were all connected somehow before. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I love it. It's great. And this is a really pivotal part, at least what Christian does for Sawyer. So they, they talk about, oh, what are you doing in Sydney, Sawyer? I'm here for business. 
Christian, you know, what, what did you do back in the States? He was a chief of surgery. But, and Christian kind of relates Australia to hell, but it's like the closest place you can get without burning, the place down under. Yeah. And he goes on. By the way, he, Christian mentions that he misplaced his wallet, but we know where the wallet is. Wait, where? Where is it? He did say he misplaced his wallet. Is it oh, he's still in his hotel room? Yes. Oh, because oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even I didn't even hit that connection. Yeah, when Jack went to the hotel room, the wallet was still there. Yeah, you're like you don't just leave your hotel room, or you don't just leave your wallet. So I wonder what happened to Christian. So well, that indicates to me that Christian's not going back to the hotel. Room. Either he's not going back to the hotel room, or he leaves his wallet very often. Yeah, I'm. I'm... <laughs> I didn't even see that connection. Yeah. What happened? It's one of probably one of the last moments that Christian is alive. Yeah, we do know Christian is dead. So, yeah, and we do still have another Jack episode this season. Maybe you're excited I for that one. We know Christian is dead. I think. <laughs> huh? I guess we know Christian is dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know he like had to get him back from he's Australia. Yeah, like he's dead. Yes. Unless allegedly he's dead. I haven't seen it yet. We saw the scene in the morgue where Jack identified him. Yeah, but we don't know. We didn't get a DNA test. All right. Okay. But yeah, but you're right. Yeah. Christian's dead. Uh, what happened? Do we know what actually happened to Christian? No, we, we don't. Think. So, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't even miss that detail. That's a great detail. Yeah, I was so excited. <laughs> uh, Christian goes on. He talks about fate, right? Now, well, some people are just supposed to suffer. And yeah. that is something about Christian. He does, fate is a big thing to him. And he says this baseball line. That's why the Red Sox will never win the damn series. <laughs> and that is so. Yeah, Mr. Sal, I'll let you. I'll let you explain this since well, you were the baseball so fanatic. Because I, he said that, and and I mean, I watched that entire Major League Baseball playoffs that year, and I know that they did win the World Series. They won it three <laughs> times since this aired. Well, I'm sorry, they won it three times since. This was filmed, I guess. Yeah. By the time this aired, they had already won. Well, all right. So since 2004, which is when they won it. So they they won the World Series four months before this episode would have aired. How mad do you think Lindelof is? He's sitting there like the World Series, Red Sox, and he's like, dang it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think this is perfect because, Kurt, this is the amazing thing. Okay. That World Series was October 23rd through October 27th okay. of 2004. Okay. Flight 815 was September 22nd of 2004. Oh, so in, so, in Jack's, so, in their perspective. Yes. So they, when, never, they never knew that the Red Sox so would win. When, so when Christian says this, the Red Sox had not yet won the World Series. Oh, yeah, because some time, yeah. They were the and I looked it up like the the playoffs had not started yet, but the Red Sox were having a really good season. Obviously, they were going to make the playoffs, but the playoffs hadn't started yet. So when Christian says this, he he does not know that the Red Sox are about to win the World Series. But this is where this is the amazing thing, Kurt. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Cause... Okay, so that World Series happened on the October 23rd through October 27th. So they oh won. My God, just, okay, yeah. So it is very possible that the events in this episode were happening just as the Red Sox were winning yeah. the World Series. And, so I can tell you, day 31 is the day Jack and Sawyer talk. Oh my God. <laughs> so wait, so wait, when, so so when did the plane like, crash? 
the, the plane was on uh, September 22nd. So day 31 would be like exactly like the first day of the Red Sox playing in the <laughs> series. Uh, that's, that is funny. That is. It's so uh, good. I, I mean, really. Like, so, so, I mean, yeah, you can think that. It didn't age well in terms of like real life. We're like, wait a second, but the Red Sox did win. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm wondering how much of this was, was kind of slid in there after the World Series because they did take a – there's a big break between like the first half of the season and the, the second half of the season, I think. That is true. But the air date is February 16, 2005. So that would be like – Right. I, I feel like that's pretty fast production. Right? Is that like I don't know? October is when yeah. end of October, when yeah. that happens. I, I like I don't I don't really know how long this stuff takes, but I feel like that's pretty quick turnaround. I don't know either I guess, and I guess that, you know what they didn't really take much of a break. December eighth to January fifth was the biggest break that they took. They took a month break. One month break. So and I don't think they filmed anything new during that time, or at least. But they, they could have gone back and reshot some stuff and inserted it in there. I, I like to think that they did. <laughs> but, I, but it's, not, like, it's just incredibly coincidental that this lined up exactly right. It's, it's unbelievable. It did line up very well. I didn't even come to think of when he was saying it like in his timeline. It is, it is, it is a nice line, though. It is, I, I knew you'd like it. Yeah, and I knew you'd like it here, and you'd like it even more later. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I loved it later. Oh my god. So, I, I, it's a weird, it's a weird analogy of fate, right? Like that's why the Red Sox will never win the series. Well, just I, I don't. I mean, I don't know how much, uh, and I, I mean, I could talk about this for like hours, but I don't know how much you know about the the Red Sox and, and what was considered to be a curse. I, well, look, were, would they get like super close or like they, they were looking super good and they would just choke? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it really. So, 1918 was. Am I, did I get that right? Yeah. 1918 was the last time they had won the World Series prior to 2004. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. And 1918 was the year that they traded Babe Ruth to the Yankees. Oh. Yeah. So, so. It was called the Curse of the Bambino. So it was, it was the, oh, I've the, heard of this Curse of the Bambino. Yeah, but I didn't know yeah, so Bambino was was the nickname for Babe Ruth. So the, it was widely believed that the Red Sox were just cursed to never win the World Series because they traded Babe Ruth. They tried getting him back. Then what's that? They did they try to get him back? Break the curse? No, I, I don't think so. I, I mean, mean it's hard to get him back. But it was like, and things would happen that you could never even imagine happening. Like in 1986, the, the Red Sox were ahead three games to two in the World Series against the Mets. Okay. So they only had to win one more game and they were and they were winning like in the last inning. And just one of the Mets players hit this weak ground ball to the first baseman. It was such a routine play. It looked, the game was supposed to be over and it went right through his legs. And, oh! Yeah, yeah. And, and it's... There's actually a movie called Game Six that's about that game. <laughs> from from whose perspective, the Mets or the Red Sox? A Red Sox fan. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's so like, and and then they went on to lose Game Six, and then they went on to lose Game Seven. Uh, and the year before, in 2003, 
the, the Red Sox were playing the Yankees, and it was Game Seven of the American League Championship Series. So the winner final that, game, yeah. The winner of that game would go to the World Series. Oh, okay, sorry. And the the Red Sox were up; they were like way up, and and suddenly you know the Yankees came back and in extra innings. Like, the, like it's one of the most famous home runs that ever hit is Aaron Boone. It's, it's this home run to end the game. And, and suddenly the Red Sox are going home and the Yankees are going to the World Series. That was just the year before. And then, so it was like, obviously the Red Sox can never win the World Series. This is just a, a known fact of the universe. It's like gravity pulls things toward the center of the earth and the Red Sox can never win the World Series. Like those are like two things that we know for sure. <laughs> but this um in 2004 it was like everything got flipped on its head the yankees were playing the red sox again in the american league championship series and they were ahead three games to none <laughs> all the yankees had to do was win one more game to knock the red sox out and go to the world series and the red sox won four in a row went to the yeah wow they won four in a row went back to or went to the world series and they they beat the cardinals four games to none so wow they they went on a hot streak there that must have made you sad though right oh my god I, I, i'm a yankees fan and it, it was like, like so we were up against the red Sox. easy it, boys <laughs> it was one of it was the craziest thing i've seen in sports and it was devastating because it it basically it shattered universal truths it was like the red Fate itself had, has been broken. Yeah, I remember when after this happened, really applies to this thing. I just took it as like uh, this, this, this one's deep. Oh no, this is so deep. I mean, really, it was like after it happened and they won the World Series. I, I've said to people, I need to reevaluate everything I think I know about the universe because if the Red Sox can win the World Series, then what else can happen? Wow, what a what a what an insight. I mean, it was it was crazy, but I mean, it was absolutely nuts. And that's just the stuff that I know about. There's been other stuff with the Red Sox, like and especially with that curse. That, that went for a long time, yeah. Yeah, eighty six years. So it, it, it's it's crazy. Eighty six so, years to be that high of a contending team and yet not win. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's so it's not. So I love this reference. Uh, some some people are just meant to suffer. It's like Red Sox fans really felt that way. It was not easy to be a Red Sox fan back then, and that's why the Red Sox will never win the damn series because they're just destined to suffer. It's it's just fate. Then it got flipped on its head. It did. It did. So oh man, and I I love that Jack drops that same quote possibly just the same day that the Red Sox win game one of the World Series yeah. wanted to win. That is a it's good the, work. Wow. I mean, that is... Yeah, because they 4 out. yeah. That is... I didn't realize how... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that, is a grand, that is a good connection. But yeah, I remember when I heard this the first time, all of it, I think I was watching it in like 2016, 2017, some, some time. And I was yeah. like... I thought the Red Sox won a World Series. What? And I, I learned about like this big drought they had. I was like, oh, wow, oh, they won two thousand four. How old is this show? And then, and then I actually I learned. Oh wow, this this must have like they did this line before it aired. Then yep. it aired. Yeah, didn't age well in terms of the fact, but you're. But that can be part of it, though. That it's a. Uh... Oh yeah, uh, like and so I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know whether or not they knew at that point 
that the Red Sox had won the World Series. I th- okay. Well, they they definitely didn't know. I think when this episode is being filmed, uh, I, it's possible. It's possible they didn't know. It's possible they did. I'd be interested to to hear from Lindelof whether they knew or not. But regardless, if they didn't know, they got very lucky with their timing. Well, even if they didn't know that, it might be a great time to put it because even if you're not a baseball fan. If you're around in 2004, it's probably big yeah. news. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely a saying that a lot of people, even if it's incorrect now, they'll be like, wow. Oh, well, I, I understand that reference. Yeah. So, <laughs> click more. Um, so going, I guess going past uh, Christian saying that. Yeah. He starts talking about his son. He has a son, Sawyer's age. I, I don't know if you know who he is, but he has a son, Sawyer's age. <laughs> But he's not like him, not like Christian. Uh, he does whatever his heart says. He's a good man, a great man. And he starts talking very highly of his son. Yeah, this uh, is interesting. It's Jack. Yeah, we, we learn about Christian's insights. I had, I had asked you before if you think Christian meant what he said when... Uh, back in Jack's last battle episode, when Christian was like, Oh, I've, I've done this on purpose. I, I sacrificed a relationship to make you better. You are a great guy, right? And Christian mm-hmm. said that stuff. I asked you if you thought Christian really meant it or if he was just, you know. Jack's got so much power over him, he's just trying to, right. like, grease the wheels, hopefully. And I think it's true to the extent he was greasing the wheels. But we can see here, he definitely meant some of what he said. Absolutely. Maybe maybe it's grown more. Yes. Uh, and so we get, we get more of, you know, he thinks I hate him and I feel betrayed by him. But really, I feel pride for what he did to me. I mean, for me. Yeah, uh, we we know what he means by betrayed. Uh, Jack signed yeah. or he changed his recollection of events, yep. thus causing Kristen to probably lose his job and his medical license too. And so, and Kristen, so the big falling out between them is, you've betrayed me, Jack, and that's what Jack thinks Christian feels like. But Christian's okay with Jack; he respects Jack. So why doesn't he just call Jack? Right? Christian, Christian says, hey, Christian says, I could use that payphone there and tell Jack, you know, I love him and care for him, but I'm too weak. I'm too weak. I don't have the courage like he does. Yeah. So Christian just, he gives Jack, like, more than, like, an A+. Like, he gives him, like, the highest stars, right? This is... Yeah, he's like, S rating. Yeah, he's giving him such a high rating. Yep. Doubting himself. And so, he asks Sawyer... You have a business in Australia, right? Will will that business ease your suffering? And Sawyer, you know, Sawyer kind of goes, well, yeah, it would. And Christian just pushes him. He's like, you should just go through, go through, you know, go through with it and do it. Yeah. Do it. Unless you want to end up like me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Also, I was wrong. The, there's not three flashback scenes back to back. It's the two. And then there's a bit of a cut here. Yes. So I was wrong about that. But... We get to see Christian well, Sawyer. I think he does go back to the shrimp truck. He does. We see we see him go to the shrimp truck. The he goes back there. It's a stormy night. Right. And he has a gun. That's what we see when it ends there. That's three scenes. That's three. Okay, yeah. That's sweet. So, so at this point, I'll let you know what went through my head. I thought, haha, they tried to trick me, couldn't get me. I've got him. And then after the end of this, when Christian convinces Sawyer how to go back, I'm like, wait, now he's back outside the guy's place. I think he's gonna like spook him, 
but he's not going to kill him, right? Oh. I I think I think this will this will not end in this man's death. Is all I think. Even okay. though you've seen him drink when he says uh, that I've never have I ever killed a man. Yeah, because I think he's lying there, or he just okay, or just some other, or maybe we'd learn like a different flashback and kill someone. Yeah, I didn't trust. That. I just. Him drinking there made me think he did not kill a man. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I just didn't believe so yet. Or I just, or he just didn't kill that man, Frank. But, so I, at that point, I was like, okay, he's not going to kill Frank, but he's going to do something to Frank. But I did believe Frank was the, the OG Sawyer. Uh, anything anything noteworthy happened in your mind besides this amazing baseball fact? You had to pause. I'm sure. I'll, I'm sure what you did is you paused it with. Oh my gosh, that's amazing, right? Oh, you called up, you called up like your old friends, guys. You wouldn't believe it. I'm watching Lost. No, I didn't. <laughs> and the, can you believe it? They talked about the Red Sox. I know, right? <laughs> but I did look up the exact dates at this point. Oh, okay. So wow, just, you've been writing the research. This is like four months earlier. The, yeah. the, 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 oh my god! I, I also looked up the date of. Uh, Oceanic Flight A15. So, uh, it's like, okay, yeah. So then he could have said this without knowing that the Red Sox were about to win the World Series. So that's pretty impressive. But th- this, but the baseball stuff aside, which I, I is super awesome and very impressive at, on its own. Like the rest of the scene is fantastic too. I, I'm truly. It sheds a, a lot of light. On Christians and Jack's relationship, especially Christian's point of view, because we always get Jack's point of view. Yeah, exactly. So it was really nice to see that, but then also to see that Sawyer has this deep connection with Jack's father, who you could think of as Jack's nemesis. And Jack's father almost kind of passes the torch of being Jack's nemesis to Sawyer here. <laughs> I never thought of it like that. Oh my goodness, it's so good. It's it's so good. And totally inadvertently, having no idea that they're about to be on the same flight that's going to crash and be so very much at odds with one another. Yeah, this is... Yeah, but it's also another way of contrasting Sawyer and Jack because we know that Jack's father is lauding him as this great man who he is grateful for uh what he's done to him no not to him for him uh and meanwhile we know what sawyer is about to do is the exact opposite of what jack would do oh that is that's amazing though i love this is so good i i i kind of want to see the best scene of lost so far but i think that's a bit of a stretch just i can't think of every scene but it is a it's an A plus scene. Yeah, it. I, the only, the only, the only other that palm one, reader scene that would feel it, nice. Yeah, it's the only other other scene where I felt what I felt during this scene. Yeah, it, and it's so unexpected too. Just he's in the bar, sad. Just ah. yeah, the great. It's not like a. It, it wasn't a climactic point. Like you know, when when big stuff happens in uh, TV shows, usually you can sense it coming. Right, a climax is building. Oh wow, this happened. But in this case, it was just. Oh, and here's Christian in this bar. Oh, whoa, oh, whoa. This is yeah. Red Sox. Anyway, I always press on that baseball thing. So good. <laughs> so, coming back to the island, we see Charlie. 
uh, breaking open some fruit, and this is where Saeed, this is a real change of pace from the Saeed thing now. You're right. Yeah, we see Saeed, Saeed comes up to Charlie, and Charlie's really, he's very self-aware of what's going on in terms of, he's supposed to PTSD, and he, mm-hmm. I, I mean, he probably, he, he's got it to some extent, probably, but he's sure. cognizant that people are trying to help him and whatnot, because he knows, he even says it, he knows Saeed's here to check up on him. Yep. And, you know, Saeed points out, oh, you've killed a guy. And Charlie fully justifies killing the guy, which is fine. And Saeed, this is, this is the episode of stories, man. So Saeed yeah. then tells it's a story. a great story, though. This is a good, yeah. really good story. He talks about a cop that was his neighbor, I believe, and his whole family was killed by a bomb. They found the culprit. Mm-hmm. And Saeed is part of this execution squad. They're executing, like, firing squad. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have an ounce of remorse when he like pulled the trigger, but he had dreams replaying of what happened in his head. And yeah, Charlie says something like a real snide statement of like, "Looks like you need some help, Saeed." This <laughs> <laughs> is a real what a what a yeah. thing to say, Charlie. Well, but uh, Saeed's really he's he's nice about it, and he just warns Charlie what he did to Ethan will be with him for the rest of his life, and that he's not alone. Don't pretend to be. Like walks off. Yep. I guess, you know, in, in what he said to Charlie, clicks. Uh, I, I'll, I'll just go through it now, because it's in a few scenes from now. Yeah. You just see Claire on the beach. She's lo- she's looking at, like, the raft being built. Which, by the way, it's the first time you've actually seen the raft. So I know. Like, oh, that's yeah, what, I noticed that, yeah. Yeah, that's what Mike's building there. So we see the raft being built, and it's quite big. <laughs> it's huge. It's looking, big. it's looking big. Huge. And, you know, Walt and Vincent... They all the quans, and Charlie comes up to Claire. Hey, you ready for the walk? And then they go for a walk. So okay, yeah. Think, things are made up there. Uh, and Charlie's seeming a bit better from his isolation state. Yeah, and like and like I said, I think this was a very adequate um, side story here that tied in nicely with the previous episode. You know, it, it's. I was so compelled by Sawyer's stuff that this definitely was something I wasn't as interested in, mm-hmm. but I'm glad they did it because it, it is nice to revisit the conflict that you just had in the previous yeah. episode and kind of get some closure there. So, Like the hatch. Yeah, like the hatch. <laughs> I know that upsets you that the hatch is still... like You have not seen the hatch at all since the last... Yeah. I mean, it doesn't... <laughs> It no, it bothers you. No, it bothers you. I mean, I guess, uh, you know, the thing is, if it's a huge plot device, and I think it's going to be a huge plot device, then introduce it later in the series so that you can <laughs> keep going with it. Because... I don't know, Mr. Point, you don't, you'll, you'll understand. That will make sense. Yeah, I guess. But at this point, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, the hatch. You know, it, it's it's going to be an afterthought. Yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah, we get back to Sawyer, Kate, hunting boar, as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find it's Wallow. Now, how do you feel about this? See, Michelle, this is the shoe on the other foot. Do you know what a Wallow is? Uh, I do now. See? The same way, like, I already forgot it. Blank check. I didn't know that meant that. We're, you know, are you happy that they gave you the definition for it? Uh, 
Did they actually specifically mm-hmm. say the yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Oh, I found uh, Yep, they did. They did no, I would have been more satisfied if they had just said it's a boar's wallow. Oh, you couldn't even remember. So it was that. It was that. I think I think the only reason you caught the blank check thing is because you knew what a blank check was. No, right? I, I no, I, I noticed it here, too. That you the, did? Okay. Yeah, that they, like, I, I, w- I would have preferred that they just said it's a boar's wallow. Nothing okay. that, rather than going on to define what a wallow is. That's the teacher in you right there. Like, well, let's, let's curiosity take itself, right? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I guess it's, it's about I want to be told. Thing. You know, I, it, it's selfish. It's like it makes me feel smart if you don't do it. <laughs> it, really, makes it, a, it makes it a higher level TV show. You know, I, but I, I mean, I don't, this isn't going to hang me up on it. Like, I, I, I don't really care all that much ultimately that they defined carte blanche and boar's wallow but i feel smarter if they don't <laughs> i like to feel smart well said <laughs> so, I'll, I'll leave it there yeah uh, so here is a boar i think it's quite obvious from the sound it's like a piglet or baby boar i don't know what you call that i i called it boarlet. a boarlet i don't know I, I called a- it a baby boar. So like, That's fine, yeah. Uh, he runs to it and he picks it up and he's kind of like starts yelling, like yeah. trying to trying to get the mama boar. He's like kind of like swinging this baby boar around. Like it's a baby. Oh and then Kate just you know the Kate starts yelling. It might put it down, stop it, stop it, and eventually kicks him and getting him to release the boar. And she's just she's so angry at Sawyer for he just did. He just tells him find your own way home and yep leaves. Uh. But this kind of just shows how like almost fanatical Sawyer is to catch this oh, boar. He's absolutely. like, oh, "Where's this boar? Well, I got his child." Yeah, <laughs> boar, boar, come to me. So, I think that's about that's all I gleaned from that. But yeah, I think this the the intent here is just to alienate Kate. I I don't mm-hmm. I don't see a whole lot of connection to the metaphor, or I guess perhaps the literal spiritual. Frank Duckett inside the boar. Uh, Frank Duckett's kid. <laughs> yeah, and so I mean, you could think of it. I mean, if Frank Duckett actually did kill Sawyer's parents, then you could think of it as, you know. Oh man! You know, Sorry, messing up his kid. Me now, I'm taking your kid from you. But I, I don't. I don't think that we, we know now that he didn't do it. We didn't know it then, though. So I guess since we didn't know it then, if we were assuming that Frank Duckett killed, did actually kill his parents, and we were assuming that the spirit inside the boar was Frank Duckett, then we could make that connection. So, but not all of us believe Sawyer's a killer. I am one of them. Half the people on this podcast did not. <laughs> Thank you for that stat. I'm in the half. You know, it's not my. So many people were convinced. Was, yeah, half the podcast was convinced uh i was totally disappointed by this next uh, scene because <laughs> very quickly it's like, like almost immediately which i kind of liked about the scene of sawyer approaches frank while he's taking out the trash and he just like he yells sawyer and the guy turns around so he shoots him. <laughs> yeah but and i understand the thought process behind that right like if, if yeah, he yeah. responds to it it must be sawyer but <laughs> Yeah, but like he could have yelled anything. I guess like it's it's just the nerves of him. It, we all know it's a mistake, right? I mean, there's nobody, there's nobody else there. He I know he thought he's all alone. He could have yelled he anything, yelled, like, like a Kathy or something, and, and <laughs> would have turned around. 
So, terrible move on Sawyer's part. I just, I don't know why, I just thought that was hysterical that he yells Sawyer. The guy turns around and that's like, that's that's enough justifiable proof in Sawyer's head. Maybe yeah. not, maybe he just wanted him to turn around so he could like, see himself getting shot, but. I like to think it was him trying to like, make sure it's Sawyer. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I think so. So, Frank's, he, it looks like he got shot pretty bad, like wherever, he got hit like kind of in the mid-drift area and like, He's struggling. And he just, he like kind of kneels down and starts to take out his letter. The one he talked to Kate that he would give to. You know, yeah. If he ever met the OG Sawyer. He starts reading it. He's like, Dear Mr. Sawyer. And the guy hits him back with a who. <laughs> and this is where Sawyer starts, he starts getting a little bit panicked. Look, you don't, you used to go by Sawyer. You, you don't know who Sawyer is? And the, the guy does not know Sawyer. Oh and he says God. he would have paid Mr. Hibbs. Ah. Uh. And then Frank, Frank kind of like, he, Frank does say, you don't know what you are doing, do you? Oh. Uh. And so, you know, we can, you can surmise now. And you, you see it in, so, so that's what I love about Sawyer. You can tell just by the look on his face, he surmised it, right? Oh, Frank yeah. borrowed money from Hibbs, and Hibbs had Sawyer do his dirty work. Yep. So. I mean, uh, this guy is a true scumbler. I don't know what he did to sell yeah. in that Tampa job, but he did him dirty again. <laughs> Scum. Oh, my God. Him's getting away scot-free again. Uh, and before Frank dies, he just says, it'll come back around. Oof. The same things Sawyer heard. But how threatening is that? What do you think Frank means by that? I, I think that Frank just is believing in karma. Mm-hmm. So he he thinks something will happen to Sawyer, right? What he did to him, right? Yeah, that's fair. I I, I was thinking I was trying to think of it that, and that's the way I what I believe too. I was wondering if there's like anything else. If maybe that's towards Hibbs. Maybe Frank realized Sawyer's been tricked, based on like Sawyer's him saying you don't even know what you're doing. So Frank knows Sawyer's also been played in some way. So right. Maybe he's trying to comfort Sawyer. Like it'll come back around. Hibbs will get his comeuppance. But I, I think it, I think it's more of a like a you just shot me, I'm dying. It'll come back around. Yeah, it's it seemed more like a threat to me, but I yeah. like interpretation there too, though. That's interesting too. Yeah, I I think it's a threat though. Yeah, but one can dream. So Sawyer is a killer. Sadly, I I was hoping he wasn't, but he is. I I overthought it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's forgivable. I mean, really, yeah. We know that Sawyer's a con man, so it's definitely forgivable to not believe him. Yeah. So, we go back to the present time. Sawyer, seemingly alone in the jungle. We, we see Kate's actually not too far away. And he yells for Kate. And he eventually sees the boar. They meet eye to eye. He takes out the gun. Right? There's the point it. We even see Kate kind of, they show her, she's, she's witnessing this altercation between Sawyer and the boar. And then Sawyer just, you know, puts his gun down and goes, it's just the boar. Yeah. He gives up. And I think Sawyer Sawyer understands the connection between uh, Frank and this boar. And him, when he goes, it's just the boar, I feel like it's him telling himself, like, come on, Sawyer. Snap out of it, right? There's, there's no connection here. Mm-hmm. Let's not, I'm getting too far-fetched in it. Or maybe, I, I mean, there's so many levels to it. He thinks it's like Frank, and he doesn't want to 
kill Frank. No, right. he, he feels guilt from it, so he doesn't want to shoot Frank again. Yes. And he's got a second chance. Yeah, and he's just saying it's it's just the board, so Kate doesn't think like all oh, this guy's been chasing this board down and then didn't shoot it. So he's just saying that just to say yeah. But hmm. I don't know. I don't know where to lean on that, but I think I think he just didn't want to shoot Frank again. I definitely I definitely think that he has identified this board as containing the spirit of Frank Duckett. And the stare down here is exactly what he needs to kind of move past it. The, the, the opportunity to kill him and then pass it up. So, <laughs> He's like, I could have. Yes, exactly. I think, I think that's exactly what he needed emotionally. Now, as far as him saying it's just a bore, I do think that's for show. I think okay. he has recognized that he has gotten what he needed and he doesn't need to present himself as crazy to Kate. He can just say, it's just a bore. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I'm with that interpretation more. Yeah. And so we hit the final scene of the episode. Also a wonderful scene. Ah, just because. Did you see this coming? Did I see what, the, what, what's about to happen? Reference? The baseball reference. Yeah. No. What? What or even I, or even Sawyer's connection. So I kind of anticipated that Sawyer already knew that Jack was Christian's son. Oh, you th- you thought okay. I didn't okay. think we would get the revelation here. I th- I thought that Sawyer already knew and had been concealing it. Oh, okay. Wow, you you think very highly of Sawyer? No, yeah, I okay. Yeah. Why do you think he already knew? Uh, well, and this, this is partly a point of contention that I have with the show is I, I, I really want to assume that when we see a flashback, it's because the character is thinking that at mm-hmm. that time, but I, I don't think that's always the case. So mm-hmm. my thinking was if, if Sawyer was thinking about this conversation with Christian, how could you not put two and two together? and realize that Jack was the person he's talking about. Can he though? Like, he, he, I think I, I think even if he's thinking about it in real time, right? Like he was thinking about talking to this Christian guy. Mm-hmm. He never mentions Jack's name and he never mentions his son was a doctor or anything. He just says, Oh, I, my, my son, a great guy. Yeah. Thinks I betrayed him. Like, I don't think there's any way on earth he could have like, Jack's all he knows is Jack's a pretty like he's a very moral guy, right? And he tries to do what he believes is right, and that's what Christian said his son is, and that they're around the same age. But that's it. I don't think there's any way he could connect the dots. Yeah, I guess you're right. Right? Yeah. No way he could connect the dots, except for we'll see <laughs> the oh. the one dot that leads to the connected dots going on here. I love it. So they're they're in the jungle. So he kind of comes up to Jack and like tells him to stick him up, points a gun at him. What a oh what a God. funny joke! Not a funny joke at all. <laughs> what, a, what a hysterical joke! <laughs> I oh, I think you'd be very angered by this joke if someone oh, came up yeah. and pointed a gun at you. But Jack, he's like, you're trying to be funny, yeah. And you know, Sawyer returns the gun two days late, but gives it to Jack. Uh, and you know they bring up Kate. Oh, how did you? Why are you giving me half the gun? Oh, I owe Kate. Oh, what what did Kate do for you? And Sawyer basically he won't say it. Mm-hmm. And, and Jack goes with the 
the killer line that his father told him. That's why the Red Sox will never win the series. And yeah. then you see Sawyer pauses. You know, he's, he's confused. He's like, wait, wait, what did you say? Like, what? And then Jack repeats the line, admits his father used to say it. And then he kind of, he down talks his father just just from bringing up alone. Right? You can tell this man does not like his dad. Yep. He's like, ah, uh, always chalking up everything to fate. But ah, uh, hate him. Terrible guy. Really, yep. my dad, Christian, the worst Sawyer. Oh man! And so you know they show his face. He's just kind of blankly staring, and he's like connecting dots. And then he asks Jack if his dad was a doctor too. And Jack's like, "Yeah, yeah, he was. Why? Why do you want to know about my father?" And Sawyer again, a man who never wants to admit anything, hesitates. And I really thought here he was going to tell Jack he knew his father. Yeah, but he's thinking about it, and you you can tell he's thinking about it. But he yep. just says. Oh, nothing, and you know, leaves. I mean, really, he has he has concealed so much in this episode alone. Yeah, like that he he doesn't tell Jack about the meeting with Christian. He doesn't tell Jack what Kate gave him in order to get the gun back. He doesn't. He says to Kate, "It's just a bore." You know, uh, he doesn't. So he doesn't admit to Saeed that he was hearing voices. There's so much in this episode that he keeps concealed. It's. It's something. It's certainly something. A secretive man, Sawyer is. Mm-hmm. And another, a, a great episode. Yeah. These last few have been, I told you that you weren't going to like them. Uh, that may or may not be lies. Though my rating prediction, spot on as always. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are pretty good at guessing my ratings. Usually. Not always, but usually. This one, I, I, I wanted to skip on the fluff, so I just guessed because I didn't. I, cause oh, you you sometimes discredit my ratings by saying oh you just say eight or you just you know no 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 this time straight out yeah no, no this was a bold one <laughs> thank you I like being called bold <laughs> the, and yet I I love the the Red Sox thing I remember this distinctly I I, I remember this saying ever since I watched the show because I'm not I'm not big into baseball or anything but this made me look. I, I looked it up too. Yeah, you know, I, I wondered, I did wonder why Jack used the line here. Me too, because I, I, I analyzed it, and it's, you know, it's to do with fate. And I guess he was saying it because Sawyer not telling Jack something is fate, I guess. Ah. So he just used it. I, I felt that too. I felt it was a bit forced, Jack using the line, like it wasn't yes. applicable. But I, I'll let it slide. It's good enough. Yeah, it's so cool that I that I can't get too hung up on it, but there really wasn't any call for Jack to use the line there. <laughs> no, there wasn't. They just, it's like the saying of, if you only have a hammer, everything's a nail. Something like that. They just really want to use this line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just applicable in any circumstance. Yes. That's why the Sox will never win the series. There you go. Uh, any, anything you want to say overreaching about the episode? Uh, no, like I said, the the other, I, I say no, and then I continue. <laughs> no, but I do want to talk about this episode. Well, just yeah, just the, I mean, this this episode is really close to a ten for me, really close. But really, wow, but, almost almost like ten out. This isn't even the best episode yet. No, it is. I think it's the best episode. Yet. Oh, I mean, this isn't even the best episode of the season. So you mean there's better to come? Surmise from that what you will. Okay. <laughs> well, yes. 
Yeah. I hope I hope there are better episodes to come. Uh, this is what I'll say. My bold my my bold prediction. I will be disappointed if this episode. How bold do I want to be? How many episodes are left? Let me quickly look. There are. It ends on twenty three or twenty four. I thought it was 25. <laughs> These are very different numbers. Oh, you're right. I think it does end at 25. Right. So there are so, nine left. So there's like nine episodes left. I'm going to go with the bold prediction. I'll be disappointed if this is in your top three. Okay. Episodes from the season finale. If this still, no, it'll definitely be in the top three. I mean, it's a Sawyer episode. I think it can hold the candles. So, like, literally, both your top episodes are Sawyer episodes. What am I saying? Okay. You're gonna love it so much. It's, I mean, I really like the Sawyer episodes are so good. They'll, they'll be topped by something, hopefully. But neither one of them does very much at all to further the plot. Oh yeah, Confidence Man did nothing in terms of. No, I mean, Confidence Man was about you know Shannon's inhalers. Like really, yeah. it, it does. Neither one of these things did did much of anything to further the plot. Although I think this There's one torture. I think this one did less confidence man at least that one side tortures him and that like moves the plot in the sense that next episode Sawyer he's left the camp (laughs) I don't know I I would argue this one does more to further plot if they continue this trend of forging connections between these people off the island oh okay I see what you mean so yeah so like the fact that well I'll tell you this in sorry in Jin's flashback he sees Sun Another connection. Oh, <laughs> oh boy! Uh, I cut you off there. What were you saying? No, uh, what I was going to say is, if if they are going to continue this trend of connecting them off the island, then I would say that this this episode does more to further the plot because this is the first time. This is the first time we see a, a substantial connection. Yeah, not just a cameo. Uh, right. So not just like Sawyer in the same police station as Boone. That's not or yeah. you know, Jin and Jack waiting in line at the airport. Yeah. That, this this is a, a substantial like there's a legitimate connection here between Sawyer and Jack, although Jack doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. But talking on the next episode, so it's it's episode seventeen in translation. Oh uh, this this title is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the episode yet, Mr. Sal? Uh, loves no, I'm so excited when I saw this because at, the way it popped up on my, ne- you know, I'm watching it on Hulu and it says, you know, watch the next episode, Lost in translation. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's so good. I know. I was hoping you'd like that. It's great. Give yeah, it because one. I mean, Lost in translation is is the expression, right? That, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That w- when you translate from one language to another there are certain elements of what you've said that are going to be lost. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so just uh, but the, the fact the, words are. the title of the show is lost and the title of the episode is in translation, you put them together and you get lost in translation. And we're talking so. about Jin, the person who I spoke about last episode. Yes. Kind of disconnected. It feels like in a sense, because he has a different language. We'll get into that next episode. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to love the next episode. Oh, you're going to love it. Really? It'll be your favorite episode. Stop. <laughs> I'm experimenting. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are. You'll love it. Okay. Trust me. We'll see. Uh, anything else in terms of the episode you want to talk about, or anything lost related? No, but I, I do want to encourage people. Really, truly, if you're listening to this and you're watching Lost with us, 
really check out the leftovers too, because I, I get so, I feel like I, I have a much richer experience with both of these because we're watching them together. I do like how some of the stuff has synced up. It just, yeah, by happenstance. Yeah, it, it, it truly is. It's remarkable. And, and, and I, I love it. I, I've enjoyed the heck out of making those connections and, and, and seeing how these themes play out in the two different series. So I, I think the best connection yeah, has got to be like confidence man. Yep. And was that Cairo? Yeah, Cairo. Cairo. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. That connection. That's right. incredible. Incredible. Uh, in terms of you want to contact us in any way, Podcast at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. I uh share the podcast with others. I don't know. Uh, how do oh. people how do people interact nowadays? Well, here here's what I did this week. Oh wow! Okay. Yes. Yeah. And everybody, feel free to do this. So on my email signatures, <laughs> I, I actually automated my email signatures, which I, I never do. Really? I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm shocked. Really? Yeah, I, I don't. I, but like you work as a teacher, so I feel like that's more useful. Well, I didn't do it with my professional email. Okay. But w- although that would be the one to really... <laughs> Yeah, that's the one I thought would be the most useful in terms that of would be the most useful. getting a signature, that, even if it's not yeah. show hopper related. Right. So yeah, so I don't, I don't want to get in trouble for that. But um, with my personal email accounts, I changed my I added a signature to my email to include uh, co-host of the Show Hoppers podcast. <laughs> just to I drop it. I love it. Do you add anything else, or is it just co-host to show up for That's a good one. I like that because it, it looks, you know, as it should be, very important people. Yes, the co-host of show up for podcast. Uh, yeah. I like, I like um. I remember looking at this with my friends. We went to the past. We went to Obama's and Bush's, a Twitter, and for both of them, it's his first father, then former president. <laughs> <laughs> it was like because people was you know being a parent. That's the biggest role life gives you. They both put, you know, yeah. or and I think we did Bill Clinton too. But yeah. I can't remember. But that's what I like to think of that. So did you put? So, but there's no father in there, just co-host. I, no, I so I I did originally do the Twitter thing, so it was like husband father. Oh, see, no, no, no. But I but I I changed it, so now it just says it's a science oh, here, uh, uh, co-host of. Show Hopper's podcast. Nice. That's all I like to say. But still a bit of the wrong order. But <laughs> uh, acceptable. Yeah. Better. We're, we're closer to the top now. Yes. I just need to get a bit further. That's, so that's a great way to share the podcast. I thought so. Listener or listener of Show Hoppers. You know what? Yeah, you, all, exactly. you, all, you, all, you all have my permission to put what's 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 something that's like more meaningful than listener? Um Contributor. Show Hopper's podcast enthusiast. Enthusiast? No, no, I like contributor. You guys contribute to the show. All you have to do is send us an email ears. and you can be considered a contributor. Yeah, send us an email, give us a rating. If you give us a rating, you're a contributor. There you That's go. Right. Yeah. Well, just by listening to your contributors, some analytics. So I think contributor to Show Hopper's podcast, put that in your title. And they'll be like, oh, wow, wait, you're, you're part of a podcast? Well, yeah, I'm a contributor. I contribute to it, right? And then you check it out. I love it. And so, uh, you all get that rank now, contributor. Uh, excited for the next episode yes. in translation.
Which is what I'll keep referring it to as in translation, not lost in translation. But, I mean, that's the title of the episode. Here is. Episode 17, a gin bottle. Very excited. Gin in a bottle. <laughs> Michelle, about that, right? The, the gin it, means genie in some cultures. Wait, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you were just... I did not know. How do you know gin means genie in some cultures? Oh, uh, well, I, I mean... Uh, where do I originally... I'm calling you out here. I think I think you just made up this fact on the no, spot. No, uh, I mean, I can't Here's remember where I originally heard it, but uh, it's in it's featured in a show called... Uh, well, it was originally a book. Now it's a show called American Gods. Okay. So there's a character called The Djinn, uh, and <laughs> The Djinn. Right, which is a genie, but it's a kind of a more malevolent genie. Okay. But I, I swear I've heard it someplace else before that. Well, I didn't think of that, but genie gin. So gin in a bottle, genie in a bottle. Gin in a bottle, gin in translation. If that Christina Aguilera song shows up in this episode, look out. <laughs> look out, Giselle. We'll see how you feel about gin next episode. I'm, uh, I'm interested to see how I feel about Jennifer. I think I think you you you, st- you used to hate him. He's the worst, and you you've gone softer on him. Also, well, he, also they don't show as much of his evilness. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't done much. Yeah, he's chilling. He was really nice in the one episode. He said not too long ago, but I can't recall. Got hit in the chest. Uh, oh yeah, he took one for the team. <laughs> so, uh, I think. That's all. So thank you everyone for listening. Have a good week. See you next week.